Welcome to the Mammoth Gamescast for the week of June 15th. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filter Cord. Yep. Heyo. And we also have Johnny. What's, hey. what's going on? Hey, hey, what's up? And Goody. Ahoy, hoy. All right, so we have everyone uh, here for the show. Wanted to, of course, um, do a little housekeeping, let our podcast listeners know what to expect moving forward. Uh, we do plan on. Uh, you know, kind of optimizing the show uh, after episode 150. Um, yeah. And we may even introduce, uh, like, a volume two, where it may restart volume two, episode one. Um, with this new formatting, uh, we hope to bring you guys um, this information in uh, different ways so it's more optimized for your guys' uh, listening and viewing pleasure. Um, so, uh, you know, we're kind of thinking, separating what we're playing uh, into its own show, separating uh, the news into its own show, uh, of course, keeping the news um, and the games releasing and all the typical things that we talk about here uh, together, just kind of removing a few things, making it a bit uh, a bit shorter, um, and then giving you guys more things to check out. So um, that's pretty much what, uh, you know, what we have going on. Hopefully, uh, and this will be on filter cord side of it. We can uh, start to arrange a uh, a good D and D session here yeah. soon, or D and D something, something tabletop. Yeah, the big. Yeah, I've definitely been uh, been looking at some different stuff. I know we're probably some of us at least are still interested in like looking at some of Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. I've got several games I've still been wanting to really get into that I never got a chance to start even. So um, carbon. Yeah, we got carbon. It would be the, really good. To get carbon going before Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, I think it would be a, yeah. a nice way to expand out uh, what is currently being done, help draw in some people that might only care yeah. about those little things here or there. Um, and one thing that uh, I'm going to try to handle a little bit more and hopefully get into is managing the social aspect of it a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see us uh, start to build a little bit more of a community and uh, interact with you guys that are out there listening uh, a lot more, uh, not just through Facebook, but also through stuff like Discord. So keep an eye out on yeah. social media and everything over the the coming weeks to start seeing some changes there, uh, some fresh yeah. invites, and some, some good two-way conversation that we'd love to have with a lot of you guys. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, as always, you know, from the beginning... Those conversations bleed directly into our show. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, we'd like to bring more of that in, too. Yeah. As everybody knows, if they've listened to multiple episodes, uh, we, like, talk about Grimm constantly because he used to... I mean, even sometimes still, he he comments on, like, the majority of the shows that we do as long as he's available that day. Yeah. So, like, we definitely like to bring people in because I think um, that's just one of the... I think it's one of the best ways to, like, interact in general because, like... Everybody sort of knows, like, what our opinions are at this point. I guess Johnny still knew, but, um, you know, even with uh, Goody still has some new kind of interesting, like, games that he's into that we don't really play a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that that is really good, but, like, eventually, no matter how many more people we try to bring in, we're still going to end up running into the same thing of, like, okay, these guys are all talking about, you know, Austin's talking about a, you know, a 55-minute a thing about Last of Us again, you know? Crusader so like, Kings, again. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely good to get more outside people's opinions on stuff and everything. So, Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's go go ahead and jump into what we've been playing. Uh, at the top of the list, we had uh, myself and Goody been playing a bit of Destiny 2. Um, 
some of the things in there. I've been I blew through the entirety of the um, season eleven uh, content pretty much up to this point. Um, yeah, I'm not hitting the max light level or anything yet. Um, still working through that, but yeah, they show that dungeon and stuff we got to jump into. Yeah, uh, did the you know like the main uh, I guess story piece that they've thrown out there. Um, yeah. And working on the exotic, which I can't remember the name of the exotic. It's a grenade launcher, primary. Uh, I forget what it was called now. Um, it was Wither or something, right? Wither, wither Horde or Wither, wither or something. Yeah, um, it's kind of an interesting weapon. If you hit someone directly with it, it wraps around them and hits them with um, like uh, like a dot. They kind of like burn. Yeah, it, it's um, the it, it's a. The Taken. It's like the Taken's um, energy. Yeah, yeah, So it drops a blight on you, which yeah. is essentially just like a... It's a dot that just, like, does damage on you, and then when that creature or whatever you hit dies, they drop a blight on the ground and just, like, burn the ground. Yeah. Um, and you can and do either or. The cool thing about it is it's a really cool, like, DPS weapon, because you could shoot the ground, and you could shoot the, the, the whatever your target is, and yeah. you get the dot from what's inside them and the dot from the ground, and then you just go to town with them on a weapon, so you're doing a lot of, like, damage. It's I'm trying to level it up because it's, like, really good for, for DPS right now. Yeah, getting that catalyst is, like, 100 Guardians taken down in PvP, I think, with it. Yeah, yeah, it's 100 uh, grenade launcher kills, so that's a chore that's for me right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't really started that uh, that aspect of it. I was doing some of the... God, I hate the gamut mode so much. Uh, we talked about that a <laughs> last night. Um, but I was getting the, the weekly for that. But they did um, run down their uh, like next three years, right? Um, yeah, if you want to talk about that now, they had an event um, earlier this week on Tuesday um, where a lot, of the, a lot of the focus was on the next expansion coming in September 22nd, 2020, Beyond mm-hmm. Light. Beyond Light, yep. Um, and we're going to get uh, some new destinations. We're going to Europa. Um, the Cosmodrome is coming back from Destiny 1, if anybody's an uh, old Destiny 1 player. Um, with a new element type called Status. Stasis, which is going to be our first darkness power um, with a new subclass. And this affects not just sub- subclass, but like element. Like the weapons will have new elements, the shields will have the same elements. So it like changes up the game a lot. Um, and they also talked about, which was kind of huge. Um, talked about our expansion for 2021, which will be the Witch Queen, and 2022, which will be called Nightfall, uh, Lightfall. Um, and this is kind of an interesting way to go. These are all Destiny 2 titles. Part of the community's concern was having a Destiny 2, um, Destiny 2 issue come up again, where Destiny 1 got killed, and then we started brand new with this Destiny 2. And it seemed like they were really trying to push that. No, we want to. We want to. We're going to support Destiny 2 for. a for a long time. They don't want to slap another box, another number on the box. Um, so that's really, really cool. I'm kind of excited. I about think it. that's my that's favorite thing about um, Bungie, you know, since kind of separating away from uh, from Activision, is that with Destiny 1, we were promised like a 10 year long game with like so much content. We were all like, we were all super excited for Destiny 1. And, oh, and yeah. then when it dropped, yeah. Yeah. you know, stuff started to fizzle really hard. We started really seeing the, the impact that financial demands had on the game and and what what Bungie wanted to do did not line up with what Activision wanted out of it Activision wanted and it. that led to a lot of problems that pushed a lot of us away from it um, but seeing this happen having them not want to rebrand as you know Destiny 3 but wanting to keep Destiny 2 giving us so much content out there and being so honest with what their plans are 
Um, I think my favorite takeaway from their presentation is basically just saying, like, dude, Destiny 2's a huge game. We can't manage to... We, we can't just keep adding and adding and adding. It's too much. Um, the introduction of the, the vault to be able to, to bring new content, bring old content back and put lesser played content away for a while and kind of have that revolving door status I think is going to be really awesome. Um, because it is going to bring stuff back that we remember from Destiny 1 that we had a blast with and totally forgot about by now. Um, and mm -hmm. as we all get tired of playing the same the same strikes and the same missions here and there, we're going to see that stuff get filed away for a while and then tweaked in the garage and then just brought back out as something new and awesome again. So it, it sounds like it's going to really make it a living game, which is what we were promised forever ago. Yeah, that's really, really exciting. And it's one of the things that has been kind of talked about, um, I feel like, across the past like month. I, and maybe a little bit before. I don't know. Maybe I was a little blind to it. But, um, you know, getting that understanding of, okay, now that they have separated and they want to focus on Destiny 2, bring in some of that Destiny 1 stuff, um, that makes me want to play this more. I mean, that was what... I wanted in the first place. I wanted a mainstay. I wanted a game that I can um, go back to with friends. I mean, yeah. remember when Destiny 1 came out? I, I know um, I played a lot of it with Filter. I played a lot of it with Johnny. Mm -hmm. Johnny, we broke the yeah, game. We, played, we were playing the alpha, and that was again. our first goal, was to see if we could break it. And we broke it and during the alpha. Yeah. So, I mean, that having that kind of thing, you know, it just as a mainstay game where I'm not going to have to go and pick up Destiny 3 next year. Yeah. And yeah. pay 60 bucks, and then they're going to take away all my stuff again. Um, yeah, they, yeah, that's they pretty talked about in the live. They talked about in the live stream of, like, for a long time they've been saying they want to make this one cohesive world, not multiple different worlds. Yeah. Um, and this is their push. Um, they've slowly been pushing since then, but this is, like, their big... These are our plans. Um and yeah, having some of that old stuff come back, like I said, the uh, the Cosmodrome coming back, which is the old uh, Earth Destiny One, and all the three original uh, strikes that came with it. Uh, Sebex Prime being one of, if you remember from the beta, it was like the first. That was like the first like strike that like yeah um, they played, and having uh, they teased having Vault of Glass coming back uh, this year. Mm -hmm. um, I I love a lot of that old content, and just being able to like do some of that again. And see it updated. Yeah, like, um, yeah, that's going to be really. Oh yeah, I, I know people that literally screamed up. during these announcements because they were so excited that that they were bringing back some of this old content and that they weren't really giving up on it. Um, it, it feels like this has happened one other time in my gaming past where I've seen a company put out a product, have it not do as well as they wanted to, but instead of scrapping all of it and starting fresh make something cool happen with the story, reboot the entire world therein, keep a lot of stuff still there that people love and make it something new. And that's what Final Fantasy XIV did. Um, they, yeah. they bombed War, it early um, on, Warframe and they just rebranded, and now it's all probably one of the best MMOs out there. Uh, and that shows that Destiny can go more that MMO route that they wanted to. They can make it that constant living game and they don't have to give up on what they sunk so many years into and what we all sunk all of our time into. For sure. Yeah. So the real question is the silent party in this room, is there anything that could ever get you back into Destiny? Filter? 
Maybe. Um, yeah, it's definitely like, I mean, it, it. with the first Destiny, I was excited because of the group that I was going to mm -hmm. be playing with, which obviously yeah. that would, you know, be the thing that pulls me in this time. But mm -hmm. the first one really put me off. Um, so I think that with Destiny 2, they've done a good job of, like, giving it away for free in a lot of platforms. Um, you know, building the community, like you said, the additional three-year plan. Kind of trying to hit that original promise. But um, I don't know if it has the the RPG elements I'd really be looking for. It does have... Dave, and one of the things that That's I know was a big thing for you that you disliked was yeah. there was no lore in game um they brought all that lore in game now um, that's that's really good yeah yeah they they have um an entire huge lore section that you can explore and you can still collect stuff and you know get all that information on the go the story you know they, they've gotten a lot better i think with um moving okay. forward with that too so um i could definitely yeah. be interested in that how i mean how is for you guys the like single player experience just to like get up to a certain skill point right it's been fine for me. I mean, I've basically been... Uh, Goody and I have played, I think, like once or twice mm. at this point. Yeah. I've been doing everything else solo. And I started at... I imported my character from one, started at the lowest level, right. and I'm already I'm getting kind of close to the... Not close to the light cap, but I'm getting there. Okay. Um, and, and you were doing a lot of the uh, the original D2 like campaign stuff, weren't you? Yeah. Yep. I was playing through the original story. Uh, if you got it free on like PlayStation Plus... Um, you have the first two stories. If you grab Stadia, or the first two expansions, if you grab Stadia, I think you can get the rest of them. Well, that's um, not that. For that the, whole that whole Stadia. is all all the D two like the campaign stuff. That's all free. You don't even need PlayStation um, PlayStation Plus. That comes with uh, last year's push uh, called New Light, which is yeah, actually yeah. where they went like free to play. Yeah, it's just they they gave you all of that stuff outside of like Shadow Keep and what was the other one. Um, um, well, it was, it's all, it's D2 and the first two expansions were all like D2's like year one stuff. Yeah. So it yeah. doesn't have Forsaken, any of the stuff that came after. Or yeah, Forsaken. Or anything. Yep. Okay. So yeah, it gives you all, everyone got all of that for free. Yeah, I so think I'll need to, I think I'll need to check it out solo and then, uh, you know, see how it feels from there and possibly the game into some multiplayer stuff. Yeah, the gameplay feels nice still. Like it's, it's definitely what they... Excel. Oh, that was that was it. I mean, so. when that when Destiny One first launched, that was one of the things that we were all that the ones of us that were playing it together. We were so stoked on it. Felt so good. Yeah. Um, it felt phenomenal as as a first person shooter, which was, I mean, it had to. That's that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but it just it felt really good to play it. Um, listening to a lot of what Bungie plans on doing again with it. Um, some people might be surprised to hear it, but um, my PS4 copy, uh, as of last night, is fully back up to date. Um, I'm honestly going to try to find some time to get back into Destiny 2 and see what it's all about this time. Um, I know I've got a couple people that have been wanting me to play it again for a while, and I kept shying away from it. But I, I'm willing to give Bungie that chance. I want to see if they can do now what they promised they do years ago and I, I think that they're actually trying to do it this time and they're not they're doing it without mm -hmm. being handcuffed um they're doing it on their terms cool. Mm -hmm. that's yeah really cool. cool uh so that's kind of the rundown for destiny you can check out some of the other stuff that they talked about they have uh, over on bungie uh bungie's youtube they have about um 
an hour long sit down with some of the devs talking about their um, next three years. So focusing on just this first year, of course, showing you some of that. We've been watching that in the live stream here. Um, but go check out the rest of that if you are interested. Uh, let's go ahead and move right along now. Uh, Johnny's jumped into some indie games. Yeah, I'm a, nice. I'm a sucker for grabbing way too many games at once and never getting through them. My backlog is atrocious. Uh, mm -hmm. But the other day, while updating all of my systems um, during a lot of stuff that was going on, I decided to jump into uh, Gato Roboto, which is a Devolver Digital game. So if anyone hasn't seen it, it's on Steam and it's on uh, Switch. It's I'm playing it on Switch because it's handheld. It just feels great that way. But it's it's a super adorable game. It's it's your classic Metroidvania formula, except you're a cute little kitty that uh, can pilot a mech suit around this giant like <laughs> subterranean world underneath this planet. And there's tons of power-ups you can get for it. Anything from like shooting little missiles and rockets out to shooting bigger ones out that blow up parts of your wall. Uh, wall climbing, get your your standard double jump ability. Um, cool dashes and stuff like that to be able to warp through walls um it's it's a lot of fun it, it's super cool to be able to play it in handheld mode so i would really recommend it on the switch if anybody's wanting to try it out it's on sale this week on the eShop as well <laughs> but yeah. it's it's just super cute and super fun as you're watching the That's video funny. and you're laughing i know that you're laughing because it's so ridiculous and adorable at the same time <laughs> godspeed Meow. Yeah, the, the little cat is meowing the whole time. As you can see on the screen, a lot of the bosses are mice. Like, it's a mouse in another giant robot suit that has all these crazy, like, Dr. Robotnik-style power-ups and attacks. And it's it's ridiculous, but it's so cute. And the whole thing is, your little cat steps on the buttons in the ship, and you crash land in a planet. And the pilot's trapped, because he can't get out, but the cat's free. So the cat's journey is to go around and try to find a way to free the master, like free its owner, the pilot. <laughs> and he'll have these little dialogue boxes pop up all the time where he's telling you, like, oh, you're going to have to do this, or oh, I know it's hot in there, or blah, blah, blah. Maybe you can find this thing a little bit further down. And the response is always just a quick little meow. And Hell yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. Um, it's so much better to me than the silent protagonist of games like The Legend of Zelda, uh, because... I'm sorry, I don't, I don't care if I don't know what my cat's saying. It's meowing, and that's adorable. Um, yep. It's 10 uh, out of 10. And Couldn't then the recommend it enough. Really, really... I can't stop playing it. Yeah, the black and white art is super good, too. Um, like, the pixel art, just the well, way that the... Like, just looking at the cat and seeing even, like, the tail flow. What's really cool about it, if you ever played um, Downswell, um, it's, it's kind of the same thing where you have different um, filters you can get for the screen. Um, there's like a bubblegum one that's like a, like a pink and black one. Um, there's lots of different mm -hmm. um, color, color schemes you can get where it's still just two colors. It's that very uh, monochromatic theme, but you have ones that are like, um, like a, a green and black like you would see in your, um, your Pip-Boy and Fallout. Um, there are, there's like a, a, like an ugly brown one that's almost like it's labeled as coffee stain. Um, so it's, it's also the colors, like the way they name them. Um, some of them just are going to give you a massive headache trying to look at the color and play the game that way. But it starts with that standard black and white, but as you go through, you find more color schemes too. And it's just little nuances like that make games that much more enjoyable to me. For sure. Yeah. Nice. And uh, moving along, Filter, you said you haven't been really playing anything? Yeah, I mean, I've been playing a little bit more of 
uh, Persona 5 Royal, a little bit more Last of Us, but not really anything notable to talk about on those. I think I've done my, like, uh, you know, contract-based amount of diatribes and monologues and shit on both of those, so. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, Goody, you said you jumped into a little bit of Horizon, right? Um, yeah. I don't have a... I don't have, again, Donut Major, because I just started it yesterday. Um, but with the... Uh, the PS5 event that just happened, and we'll talk about that later. Um, it really made me want to jump into Horizon, which has been sitting here sealed uh, in my bookshelf for a while. Um, I the game is gorgeous, first off the bat. Um, playing it in HDR, I'm like loving everything. But I think this is one of the games that, like we were talking earlier, came out right around Breath of the Wild time. Yeah. Um, and I think Breath of the Wild just got in the way, and I I chose that to play. The Switch was new. Um, and they were very similar, and it's probably a lot of people had the same the same thought about it. Um, and I'm finally jumping in. I'm liking all like the stealth stuff and the the exploration so far. I d- need to dig into a little more of the combat to to see how I like it. But um, so far, I think this is going to be one that I'm going to be playing for like a, a little while. In and <clears throat> in and out with Destiny. And stuff. Horizon is it's so. up there on my list of favorites. I I played the crap out of when it came out. I did have the same problem though. It, it came out like what two or three weeks before Zelda did, and once Zelda dropped, yeah. I'm sorry, I grew up on all the Zelda games. I cried like a little baby when the, when Zelda came out, and I bought my Switch day one. Um, but Horizon, as you'll find as you play it more and more, um, it deserved every bit of praise it got from reviews. Um, and I think that one of my favorite things about it is it's such a perfectly well-rounded game. Um, so many places gave it like 8 and 9 out of 10 across the board. And But it, that year it got beat by so many other games in different categories for Game of the Year. Because yeah. every category it went up against something, that category, the other game had a 10 out of 10. But Horizon was an 8 or 9 across the board. Yeah, and... You know, that happens. Like, last year was not a huge year for games. Like, we saw a lot of games that we were like, this would have not been in the running for Game of the Year if this was, you know, this year or this other year. Um, And, yeah, this one had, uh, you know, some pretty tough running mates. You know, kind of, I always think back to the year that we had um, Grand Theft Auto V and uh, Infamous. Or not Infamous, um... Uh, Bioshock Infinite. Mm. Mm. That was a tough year. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, I mean, this one. Yeah, I'm liking it so far. So. For sure. Cool. So we'll go ahead and move forward into the games releasing. We don't have too many of those, so we can uh, hopefully uh, get through that pretty quick. So we can jump right. into all of these big uh, shows. Uh, first, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff over there. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know we go live and do junk just like this. And last but not least, our website, mammothgamesinc.com. Um, uh, oh, actually, really quick one while you're telling people to go places. Um, as of last week, we can be found on one additional place for podcasts, which is kind of awesome. Um, you yeah. can actually catch a lot of our old episodes uh, and this one as well if you haven't already um we're over on spotify now too so that's that's uh, a pretty big change that's gonna make a lot of people happy yeah for sure yeah yeah um so we'll go ahead and jump right on into uh the games releasing these games releasing between june 16th and the 22nd uh the first one coming out tuesday uh june 16th uh desperados 3 
uh, coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC from THQ Nordic. Yeah, it's like kind of a uh, stealth tactics cowboy game. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> interesting. I mean, those are all the words, right? Those are yeah. That's everything that you need. Well, what what kind of cowboy? Um, are we talking like Clint Eastwood, John Wayne? Are we talking Don much. Knotts? We're talking uh, Wild Wild West. <laughs> no, oh, okay. That's Weird West, which is uh, talked about on one of the shows that we saw this week. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's um, it's definitely trying to kind of pull off of the Red Dead vibe a little bit. Yeah, I can um, see that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of got like a, what is it, Magnificent Seven? a little bit yeah. like there are teams that you will like team up with occasionally seems cool okay yeah yeah it's, it definitely seems cool um you know definitely looking at um the price point on this uh and you know of course having to learn a bit more about it this could definitely be something i'd be into though sure i'm surprised you're not more into it filter to be honest. yeah i don't know i mean it, it's something that like i haven't like i've, I've heard of desperado's Two, I haven't heard of one, but obviously, you know, the numbering scheme kind of gives away that there was a one. Um, it's just something I never really <laughs> got into in the past, so I'm not sure if it's something I'd be, like, super into. But uh, the way they're showing off the gameplay mechanics seems pretty cool with, like, you know, different fields of vision. The way that, like, alertness fills up over time is interesting. Um, looks cool. I might kind of stick around and check out and see if I can get it at a good sale or get a chance to play a demo or something yeah, and, and thq yeah. nordic uh you'll you'll definitely catch it on the sale um they have a habit yeah. of they're not shy about yeah they're not shy about putting stuff on sale but i think it's because they just have such a massive catalog that there's always something there to appeal to somebody and they right. know that they need to put stuff on sale to to get any kind of revenue um because not everybody's going to be brave enough to jump into it and not everybody's a huge uh, Darksiders fan and will jump on to buy Darksiders 3 day one. So they're like, yeah, throw it on Game Pass, you know, give it away on Epic Game Store. Uh, yeah. You know, put it on 50% off discount within a couple months. I mean, why not? PlayStation right? Plus. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, the next day, Wednesday, June 17th, um, we have uh, the Pokemon uh, Expansion 1 uh, Isle of Armor coming out for the yeah. switch um how many do we have jumping into this who's going into this one day one i need to replay pokemon to to be ready for that because uh yeah. I, I think i'm going to start a new game on pokemon shield and uh just naturally let it progress because i crush sword and don't want to go back to it that yeah that was my feel and i was really surprised that i felt that way um going through the whole game i really enjoyed it i had fun and then when I was done with it, I was like, I'm just, I'm just done. I feel like I'm just done. Um, I loved everything that they, there's, I don't have a bad thing to really say about the game. Um, well, I mean, it was, to, to me, it was the first Pokemon game that actually had a real story revolving around your character. Um, they, yeah. they, they showed you how the world of Pokemon works by have not, you know, it, it, let's put it this way. If it were real life and you were to go out on your Pokemon journey, in the way the old games were set up, you would have like a thousand people, like Black Friday style, lined up outside the gym waiting for battles. Um, I like the fact that they gave a story element to say that you have to get permission to go on the gym journey. Like, you have to be allowed and registered to be able to go into this. 
Um, and, and to me, that just that it, itself tied up a ton of loose ends. So I'm really excited to see how the story progresses with the DLC. For sure. And it, yeah, it, it also brought a lot of those feelings back. I know we had talked about it previously when we're talking about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, it really brought those things that you thought about when you were a kid playing this on like Game Boy or you know Game Boy Color or wherever you happened to first play the Pokemon at. Like, it's basically what your imagination was seeing. And that yeah. felt really good. Um, so yeah, this one, uh, the Isle of Armor, that's the summer, right? The more summery yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah Crown yeah. Tundra is the other one. Yep, and then that one's going to be more of a winter. Um, I'm not too sure on the date of on that. I don't think they gave us a date for this. But we're not worried half. about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can go ahead and pick this one up. I think, uh, yeah, you can grab both of them in uh, a pack, or you'll probably be able to piece them out. So, um, yeah, if that's your jam, definitely uh, go check that one out. It's pretty big. And then probably the bigger game of this week uh, I know we had talked about it extensively. Filter has been playing the first one, just trying to, you know, relive that story. But Friday the 19th, we have The Last of Us Part 2 for PS4. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be big. So, I, you know, some of the early reviews are already hitting it with a 10. Yeah. Um, it, it's getting all that praise, which um, is good, because that means it's hopefully... Uh, evoking the same emotion that the first one was able to. Right. Um, I'm, I'm still personally torn, though. We'll um, I'm hopeful. Um, but mm. seeing it get 10 out of 10s right now, after it had the early leaks of story content and having people try to rip it apart back then, uh, I feel like I really need to see more reviews. Um, seeing a game like this just start getting 10 out of 10s instantly... I need to make sure people... I, I need to know that it's being reviewed for what it is and not for and, the yeah. anticipation going up to it, not for what it was with Last of Us 1 built as part of it. Uh, I need to right. see a very decisive, like, standalone. Here's a quick plot synopsis of how 1 was. What do you think of 2? Play the whole game. Let me know. Um, I'm not opposed to it. I'll probably play it. But 10 out of 10 for something as big as this feels like it's too expected and I, I really need to to sit down with it so I can figure out. If yeah, I think um, so. There's a lot of um, like we said. There's already like a lot of reviews coming out. Uh, you know, talking about. Um, I think they were allowed to start talking about some like the the main um, the uh, embargo lifted basically for some more specific details. Mm -hmm. um, so like kind of what the story's about and everything with. The release of some of these reviews i think a good one that is pretty critical of it um and still kind of you know it's it's people that talk about what their complaints are and then ultimately i think like it a lot um on waypoint where they I, I think it's really good to hear some of the more negative stuff because then you can go in with your opinion you know you know that okay here's some negatives i might be looking for and if i see that i know i'm not crazy and other people have seen this too um yeah so and of course, Definitely even even going into the next week, we're still going to avoid a lot of the more detailed spoilers. I know that with big games like this, mm. there are people that are even avoiding the trailers because they're so hype for yeah. it and ready for it. But uh, I just 
Yeah, I'm in that at that boat where I'm, I haven't played the first one as recently as you have. Um, I, I probably should have jumped through it again at some point. But as I've said before, I, I loved the first one so much, and it had such a great, great ending and such a phenomenal beginning that I'm going to have a lot of trouble. Uh, personally, I will have trouble judging two for it's on its own. Um, that's but true. that's that's going to be yeah. that's a problem for yeah. a lot of people, and that's why I think that I just really want to see a, what a lot more people say about it. Um, I want to find somebody if there's anyone that exists that's one going to play the second one without ever touching the first one. That's the review that I want to hear. I want to see what they say without yeah. ever playing one. Yeah, that's super interesting. I wonder who would even be able to pull that Do review that. off. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah that that would be an interesting review to get. I mean, that's one thing that like us. And, and it's good to find that, you know, the other people that have started to come onto the show uh, are, you know, in the same mindset as we are. Like, I across our time here, like, reviewing games, I don't think we've given a 10. We've never given a, maybe one perfect score. And that was probably for me because I was super, super into... Uh, you know, a specific game. I was excited to see, you know, it release. Not saying that there isn't perfect games or whatever, um, right. but I, I always firmly believe, you know, you have that, uh, you know, that chance to grow. I, I doubt Last of Us 2 is a perfect 10 game. Um, I, like, highly, highly doubt that it's a perfect I mean, 10 game. It's probably a really good, uh, like, high 8, you know, mid 9 game. Yeah. Um for sure. My but, my biggest uh, thing we'll is that yeah. The Last of Us 1 broke reviews. It, it, it broke what people considered to be an amazing game. Um, if you go back and look at reviews for older games before the first Last of Us came out, uh, and, and even the games immediately following, there's such a huge difference there, because the first Last of Us game set a new standard um, in storytelling, in how it could emotionally pull you in. And to me, that just like you guys working in video game retail for as long as we all did, once The Last of Us 1 came out, that was a new a, a new comparison that everybody would have to make. Um, and and yeah. it's really hard to detach and tell people, like, not every game can be that. You have to be able to right. judge this for what it is, not for what it isn't. Um, right. And that's really hard for a lot of people, and I still struggle with that a lot. But I, I think that going into The Last of Us 2, is that's going to be something I'm going to try to do, is judge it objectively for what it is, not for what it isn't, not for what its predecessor was. Yeah. Yeah, you got to really, really... Um, that's tough, though, just because it, you don't want to detach the right. character from yeah, but her past. One was you know? so good. One was it's, one of the best games ever made of all time, period. Nobody oh yeah. can argue that. But it's it's going to be really hard for me to go into two and and judge it for what it is without judging it for what it wasn't that one was yeah so i guess we'll see um i've been kind of ignoring early reviews i've been yep you know i've seen some of the trailers uh, i've just seen some of the you know or i've seen some of the numbers that are coming out i haven't really paid attention to the reviews um I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we have um, just under a week now, and then we'll finally be able to talk about this, uh, you know, on next week's show. I imagine um, at least two of us here are going to be talking about that um, next week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Cool. Um, so that wraps up pretty much all the games that are coming out. Um, again, just to recap, we have um, Desperados 3 coming out Tuesday, June 16th. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield Iron uh, Isles of Armor Wednesday, June 17th. And then Last of Us Part 2 on Friday, June 19th. Let's go ahead and uh, move forward. We do have some more freebies, of course, coming from the Epic Game Store. Uh, we have um, still have Samurai Showdown, the Neo Geo Collection. Um, that one is uh, up until the 18th as well. Um, Ark Survival Evolved, uh, which is a um, dinosaur survival game, uh, if you guys haven't checked that one out. Uh, it's definitely something that you'll have to play if you get into. Um, it's not really something you can play casually, I don't think. Um, you know, you have to kind of maintain... Uh, the dinosaurs and your um, abode, you know, the place that you would, I guess, call home. Um, and it does degrade, and people do raid and steal shit, so um, it's kind of a tough game. Uh, but it also has some pretty cool gameplay mechanics, um, you know, especially building-wise. So definitely something to check out, especially for free. You can't really say too yeah, much. Add, add it to your it. library. It's free. For sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then looking forward after the 18th, uh, from the 18th to the 25th, we'll have Pathway and The Escapist 2. Um, two games that I have yet to ever play. Uh, Pathway looks awesome. That looks like something I'd be really into. Uh, anyone else have anything to say about these two? I'm going to dump some time into The Escapist 2 because I love the old TV series Prison Break. Uh, anything about escaping out of prison... <laughs> Uh, and all the craziness therein and the outsmarting dumb guards and stuff like that just sounds like a lot of fun to me so uh, I'm definitely going to give it a shot especially with it being free I, you can't say no to free when it's something you even think about trying right yeah as always cool so uh, got an idea of some you know freebies that you guys can pick up now something to look forward to um, while we jump into the news which there's really one article outside of some collections of uh, game shows that we've had across the past week. Um, so we'll jump right into that. Uh, it's interesting, uh, and I don't know where this kind of comes from, but AT&T is looking to sell Warner ga Warner's gaming unit. Um, very strange. Very strange. I, I don't know... Yeah, th this is really interesting because... These guys are not doing bad at all. You know, they have some really big, uh, you know, some really big properties. Um, so it's more they're looking to kind of diversify their portfolio and have other people take a, a crack at it while they still um, get a... It, maybe I'm wrong. That's just the way it seemed to me when I was reading it. They're saying they're looking to uh, sell... But it also kind of reads, you know, that they're going to maintain some of these licenses, and they're going to make something off the back end on these. Um, so, kind of interesting. Some of the companies that are looking, uh, you know, they haven't officially said anything, but some of the people that have been noted uh, would be um, EA, Activision, and um, Take-Two Interactive. Um, yeah. As of recording... Uh, Take-Two declined to say anything while EA and Activision were not available for comment, so they just couldn't reach anybody. Um, 
So we'll see how that develops. That's super interesting because they have a lot of stuff. Yeah, like throw some of the big names out there. Um, there's there's a aside from like your obvious you know Harry Potter, Game of Thrones. Like there's all the Lego games. So family friendly games are huge, and it's still a fairly untapped market outside of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's yep. instant free money for who, that's that's tons of money circulating into them for whoever gets it. Um, yeah, these guys have access to um, all types of games. They have your uh, casual games. They have your uh, younger audience. They have their hardcore audience. It, it literally it, it it has it all pretty much, and it's all um, up for sale, which looks interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, the predictions are saying that uh, you know it could sell for up to uh, four billion. Um, wow. Yeah, we can probably so, get that together, right? Yeah, we could yeah, break yeah. that together between us and you know maybe a few. Uh, yeah, I'm good for one. Cool. <laughs> Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, um, let's let's so talk we'll about keep an a, eye on that one. There, there is a really big one that we forgot to mention involved with that. Who still looks like they're going to be pushing that. Um, CD Projekt, man. Um, Cyberpunk had been pushed ahead. Well, CD Projekt with like The Witcher had leaned a lot on Warner Brothers. Um, that leads to a, a lot of uh, craziness there because that's just that's huge. And if that's going to mean anything for them with uh, with with Cyberpunk, even with just the CD Projekt name being historically attached, um, Warner is going to be responsible for the promotion and distribution of Cyberpunk. So that's that's going to be a very big one for them later this year too. And Cyberpunk isn't just the you know just the single player experience. They're also planning on moving forward with that multiplayer experience that they've um, talked about for a number of years now. So you know even having them attached to that too, uh, it's not going to be. I can I can almost guarantee that we'll see the main game come out. It'll be a single player hit. It'll go for a while, and then. Um, I secretly They'll think... They'll probably re-release that with the multiplayer stuff when that comes out as well. I think that the reason nobody has commented yet is that somewhere in some basement, like eight stories below the ground, there is a battle royale of like some of the strongest people in the world fighting each other anime style, and the winner... I was going to say Anchorman The style. winner is going to be the one that gets to walk <laughs> away with this. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's definitely an interesting scenario. Like I said, we'll keep an eye on it, and we'll see um, who ends up picking this up. Um, probably won't happen within a week, but it'll uh, definitely be something that they'll be looking to continue um, you know, taking on interested parties just to have that discussion. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into some of these uh, showcases and events. We have... Uh, realistically, there were like three, uh, but we kind of have four. So it's a lot. Um, we'll start with uh, the Sony show. That one is um, massive for one. Yeah, I will just say there's there's uh, a lot to cover. If anybody listening has to go hit. to the bathroom and, and wants to sit through this all at once, you might want to hit pause, go grab a bite to eat, get your food ready in the microwave. There's a lot to cover in this. Um, I lost my mind, and uh, you guys probably did too. It, yeah, it was. There was a lot. There was something here. I think for everybody, which was the, the I think the thing to note. Um, so 
uh, to start it off, uh, they kicked off the show, <sighs> showing off Grand Theft Auto Five. I think a lot oh, of people God. were like, a lot of people were like, wait, wait, what's so this? So I was and so there excited. Was that, that moment. I was so ready. Yeah. Like for anyone that got to see it, or the people that didn't get to see it, the little PS4 logo was in the bottom corner of the screen as they're showing all of this GTA Five content. And I'm like, this all looks really familiar. Oh, cool! They're talking about oh. GTA Five, and we're waiting, and we're waiting for the build-up. Because I was so ready for them to say, "All right, you guys had GTA Five. Here's the next big thing," and I was so ready for them to show off GTA Six. And then they hit you with that big middle finger, and they're like, <laughs> "Eat it, bitch!" Yeah, like. I've told so many people in my life that GTA 6 is literally never going to happen as long as you keep buying GTA 5 and keep playing GTA 5. So what did they do? Yeah. They literally just told us that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, th there was that moment right in the beginning where it, it was like the screen went black and then the Rockstar logo showed up. And I was like, oh <gasps> shit. Yeah, it was like heart, sing like heart stopping for a second. And then it went right into Michael trying to do yoga. And I was like, fuck. Not again. Everybody was so uh, mad. And it was... Yeah. I feel like to start the show with that was a really smart move and dumb move at the same time. Because yeah. everybody was hype yeah. and so ready. So what better way to let you down easy than to be like, dude, you guys like this game already. It's fine. We're going to give it to you on PS5. It's cool. Like GTA V still exists. It's still, a, it's still a behemoth of a game. Um, mm -hmm. but now be ready for more. But for now, you're going to get GTA Five. But at least we're going to give you some new so, content. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, that's the thing to know, that they're doing a few different things. For one, um, the game is coming over and it's going to have more content. Um, so it gives people a chance to play this, and it gives the developers a chance to do more whatever they want with it. The game is basically a... a like... I don't even know how, like how to describe GTA. It's become anymore. The Simpsons in a video game. It's never gonna end. They're constantly People, just bringing you a little bit of new stuff here and there, but it's still always at its core the same. I, I want you to like look at the like even we've seen it a million times. We've seen GTA Five. We've seen the beautiful landscapes, the bustling cities. You know the the havoc, the just things that you can do, um, and. Online, people don't even play in the fucking world on the ground anymore. <laughs> I like I, I can't. The the majority of people are building these freestanding structures in the sky to try to like. It, I always every time I type in GTA Five anywhere, the first thing you see is someone trying to navigate a racetrack in the sky, that and it's so weird to me. But. Uh, you know, not taking anything uh, away from it. You know, online is definitely for someone. I know I spent my time with online before it uh, went too batshit crazy. Um, and you can still do a lot of cool things. It's cool that they're supporting that. And what's even better is that they're breaking Grand Theft Auto V and online apart. That's the most important thing I think to know. Um, because that means Grand Theft Auto Online on the PlayStation 5 and hopefully moving forward um, will be, uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto Online will just be its own thing. It will not need 5 to continue. And people will get that for free. So I think that's nice. Um, but, yeah, just having that chance of breaking them apart. So 
Rockstar can go, okay, here's online. We're going to make our revenue off of online. We'll continue to up, update online. Uh, mm. GTA 5, let's get our last sale in on that with the PlayStation 5. Um, um, didn't they say that if you have it for forward. PS4, you're going to get it for PS5 for free, though? I think everyone gets it for yeah, free. Yeah, I mean, that's, I thought it said, said everybody did, too, but then I read some articles that said if you have well, it on 4, you'll get it for 5. Yeah, it said that you get GTA Online for free. Yes. Okay. So that, yeah, does not imply the campaign, I guess. Yes, I don't think you'll get the campaign for free, just right. online. And they're, yeah, that's why I'm like, they're breaking this apart. Um, they, you're going to be able to get online without five. They did say if you're a PlayStation um, Plus member, up until the launch of the PS5 version, you're going to get a million in shark cash every month, too. Um, every that's month. not a lot. That's definitely not a lot. That's like, in real life, I'd love a million dollars ever um, in GTA yeah, Online. Total in my whole life. Like, I, I've sold like $500 million to, to kids that just got burned <laughs> out on Fortnite for like a week. So, like, it, it, it really doesn't go anywhere. Like, you, you're not going to get much out yeah. of it. Like, a yacht is uh, 9,000 times that. So, it's, uh, you know, not much. But it's still. Like, hey, we're giving you some free stuff. Um, so that's how they kicked off the show, talking a little bit about uh, GTA Five jumping over. Um, and then they actually hit on something I think a lot of people were actually really excited about. This is where the show started. The show officially started by showing off um, Spider-Man. Uh, it was actually oh, yeah. more specifically showing off the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Um, and as we're going through this, uh, we're like, you know, what do we have here? Is this going to be an expansion? You know, uh, like, like, what is this? Um, and they left us wondering at the end of this. We had no idea really what this was. Um, and, you know, they, they showed off a really, really good, you know, they had a, they had a good little uh, visual piece. Um, it just, Miles basically being, the, the suit just being ripped off of him, they, uh, in the beginning. Um, and then it just jumped right into, of course, swinging and combat and, you know, what, what you're kind of expecting. Um, so now we know, okay, whatever this is, we're playing fully as Miles Morales. Um, one thing that I liked is they showed winter. They, they showed a season. Uh, yeah. That's not, you know, just normal, like, fall, or, like, early fall or summer or whatever. Yeah, it definitely um, looks like Christmas. And one of the shots you'll see, like, Christmas decorations on the uh, on the buildings. Yeah. There's, like, and, ribbons and, or something. And snow. Um, and, yeah, it, even he takes off his mask at one point and he exhales and you see his breath. Um, so, some pretty cool stuff. They had to go on record after uh, and talk a little bit about what, you know, what the plan was for this. Um, and, yeah, it's more of a... You know, like a side shot. Um, yeah, I've heard it compared way, to like uh, Uncharted, um, Lost Legacy. Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of cool that they can. It's almost like pulling in some like multiverse stuff, where they can do what they want on the side. Um, this is not. This is them playing with their tools, mm -hmm. honestly, and flexing their muscles with the next gen. Um, you know, just getting an idea of what this next system can do with their current tools and you know their updated tools they've definitely updated it since uh the release of the original spider-man um so yeah this is going to be uh you know this one's going to be pretty cool i don't think anybody hates swinging around as spider-man i think everyone unanimously loves 
swinging. Oh, it around. was amazing. That's, that, that's what made the first it's one so, so good. good. Yeah. yeah, and more so, they immediately say, "Hey, this is coming out this holiday." Now, my Big. question: Do you guys think it's really going to be PS5 only, or do you think they'll drop this on PS4 as well? Uh, yeah, I, I think, think it'll probably be PS4. Yep, I think it'll. I think it'll land on both. Um, because they, because they definitely didn't put like an only on in there, and and they already talked about GTA Five for the longest time. Um, I, I, it'd be stupid of them to forget about the PS4. Um, people aren't going to be able to afford the PS5 at launch. Um, I, I really do think dropping this is its own standalone thing. Now, what would be cool is PS5 version of Spider-Man bundled with this would be dope. Um, but I plan on playing this regardless, and I'm definitely going to play the crap out of it on a PS5. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think this this would definitely be a PS4 also game. Yep. Um, especially with the, how they said how they already said that the PS5 will be limited also. So even if you wanted to get it, you may not be able to get your hands on it. Yeah. They want to. So who are I mean? We're looking at uh, someone with electricity as the villain here. Mm. Which one? Zapdos. Zapdos. Okay. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> I mean, you have. I thought the it was going to be an infamous game at first. You have you you thought what? I thought it was going to be infamous at first when I saw the lightning. Yeah, that's what I, I was, saw at first yeah, too, really and excited. then I saw like as soon as I saw his chin show up in that trailer, I was like, oh, yeah. there it is. I was hype. Honestly, though, yeah, like that might not be an enemy with electricity. That could be his power, like arcing back. That's true. There's a lot of potential that could be there, and. Uh, there's a lot of different story arcs they could go with involving Miles, so I am not yeah, even going to try to was, guess where it's going to go. I was getting, like, multiverse vibes. Yeah. For sure. Alright, so, moving right along, they jumped into, uh, and showed off, I think, something that people have been interested in for quite some time. I mean, not necessarily this audience, I don't think. Um, but, uh, Gran Turismo 7. Uh, was announced and visually it looks amazing um definitely up there with you know a lot of the other car games that we praise because they have amazing graphics Mm. um so you know that's interesting that it's coming back like i remember being like when i was younger i was super into i think it was gran turismo 2 um two and three were like really huge for me yeah, yeah. Two was, am- for me, was amazing. And then they came out with, uh, was it three? It was A-Spec, I think is what it was called. And then mm-hmm. they might have had an a- original three as well. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, just kind of getting getting back into the swing of all of that uh, is, is interesting, to say the least. So uh, they have a lot of things that they... Um, you know that they can do one of the things i always thought would be cool is uh, like bringing in a uh, real ever-changing map to the world um and it we get a look at the car and things like that uh but as well you also get a look at that like over map and some of the other uh you know some of the other bits that you would be looking at while you're not racing um so I, I don't know. Like I'm not huge, a huge racing fan anymore, but uh, this does look really, really good. So um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I will we'll say see it, uh, PlayStation it, it, Five it's, launches. With. It's looking great. Um, will it break people away from the Forza series on Xbox? Doubt it. 
those are they've had way too many years on top. Um, but I, I'm hoping that we can see this really push back. I, I want to see this make people go back into thinking that Gran Turismo can be that that awesome. Um, the premier driving yeah, game. Yeah, I'm excited to yeah. see it because there were just too many years where it kind of fell back, and then Forza crushed it from Microsoft. So um, I, I'm hoping they give me a reason to want to play this because it looks beautiful. Yeah, and I think one of the things that they can do um, for their core audience is make sure that you know everything is tunable. I know Forza is really mm-hmm. good with that. Um but Gran Turismo was that was the first game that it was like you could detail your tire pressure you know what I mean that was big like it, I don't know there was so many different things that you could like tweak to your car you can you know when your car shifts like like when it um, you know like how high it revs before it shifts and things like that it, th- there was so much almost too much uh, in the original game, but once you started playing, you know, you got over that, uh, um, you know, we kind of got over all of that. Uh, it, it was, you know, just like playing any other game that had a learning curve. All right, so uh, moving right along, we had uh, a look at Ratchet and Clank. Um, Ratchet and Clank's pretty fun. This was, I, I, I don't know if it, I kind of expected it. Yeah, I wasn't. I I, it's not that I expected it, but I wasn't surprised. Um, yeah. To see Insomniac drop two titles during this presentation, uh, yeah, I was That's surprised kind of there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so this was pretty yeah. cool. Pretty much exactly what you expected with this. Yeah. Um, there is some the, cool stuff I was noticing. It kind of seems like. Uh, they're showing off a little bit what the power can do, the way they're, like, loading in and out of levels so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of feel like that's, like, what they were trying to show us with this particular uh, segment uh, going in, like, the, the, you know, the warp holes and stuff and everything just loading so fast and stuff. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Definitely. Um, after that, we got a look at uh, Project... Uh, is it Athia? Yeah, it's a Project is that Athia what or Athia. Athia? Or Atheist. Is that what we've landed on? I don't know. Uh, uh, this game's not coming out. <laughs> Project Atheist. There, there's just there's so, a lot <laughs> in, to unpack in this entire presentation. This one was the Square Enix one, right? Yeah. This was the one yeah, yeah, that yeah. they were uh, that. In I think before the show we had compared it to that um, tech demo that we had got for uh, the Unreal. Unreal Unreal Five. Um, so this one looked pretty cool. It showed uh, your character jumping quickly from high place to high place, using some nature-esque attacks and uh, you know on some wolves and uh, some other um, interesting creatures that looked like you were fighting against. Um, the direction I would love to see this go would be like Dragon's Dogma. Mm-hmm. Um, but the direction that it will go is it'll probably sit on the shelf and then it'll never come out. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so um, up next is uh, Johnny's game of the year. Whenever it comes, oh up. yeah, yep. without a doubt. Yeah. So uh, they showed off Stray. Uh, it is a game where you play as a cat, and there are robots. That's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, dystopian future with robots doing everything, just existing. Robots right. are the people. And I, when it first started up, I was like. 
all right, cool. I'm pretty sure I saw this on Netflix one day. This is weird. Um, but then, like, you know, a little cat popped on the screen for a second. I was like, oh, I'm interested. I want to see where this goes. There's a cat. Cool. And then it just kept coming back and coming back. And then I realized, oh, my God, the game's about the cat. I'm the cat. Why would they do this to me? <laughs> I'm trying to make that money. Oh, they got it. I, I, I'm going to pre-order a whole litter. <laughs> they got it. That was a good joke, by the way. That, that was a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a chucker. That's not a laugher. Yeah, it's it's not it's, a knee slapper, but it's it, yeah, it's definitely it's, it's a, a nod of approval. Like it, it's yeah. it's a visually kind of beautiful joke. looking game too. Like we're we're seeing so many cool effects and stuff that you can have on this new hardware. Um, and I think that's something they've done really well up to this point in these trailers is show us how different kinds of games can look on a PS5. But then they just, they got me. <laughs> that cat has a backpack. The cat has a backpack. That, that is a backpack. That's a cat back. What's in it? Cat back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else want to rob this cat? I I just, I want to pet it. I wonder what he has. I hope there's VR yeah, support I know. and I want to pet it. I, I, I'm hoping the cat can talk. I might be hoping for too much. I just I, I don't care. I've been playing Gato Roboto. I just need it to meow, and it did at the end of the trailer before the name popped up. I will get that little. Yep. I will get that icon of that cat on the logo tattooed on me. <laughs> I am not afraid of that. All right, you just met. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so up next, I don't really remember this game too much. Anyone else? Uh, this is the Housemark game. Yeah, ah yes, yeah. yes. Uh, Returnal. Um, so essentially, Housemark making a. Uh, um, I don't think they've never made like a big AAA almost looking, 3D game, have they? Most of the stuff is t- top down. Yeah, I mean, in fact, they there was like a whole thing where they, kind of had to come out and say like, you know, we've been making these like arcadey, you know, uh, I don't know what to call them other than like you know spectacle shooters sort of. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And they're like, this this kind of stuff just isn't, like, we're not making enough money. Like, we need to go back to tr- more traditional games because these things just aren't hitting a big enough audience. And I know a lot of, like, longtime fans were uh, not happy about that. Well, it seems like they're trying to, at least with the, with the gameplay, it looks like they're trying to do a blend of that. Um, a little more of a spectacle. But still, like, when you're looking at the gameplay, it is still um, uh, like a bullet hell. Can't mm. okay, just looking at it, like I get a really heavy story driven. Yeah, like, it's definitely more this. story story driven. Yeah, and that seems kind of unlike them, right? Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Um, it has a. Um, I, I don't want to say like it's a like in the horror genre, but definitely it does suspense. have a spookier feel to it. I definitely feel a lot of suspense yeah. from it. Um, someone else I know told me that it almost gives them more of like a, a control vibe in that like all that pseudo horror that it gives you. Yeah. More unsettling yeah. than scary. Oh yeah. Yeah, I get like an alien Prometheus vibe. Yes. Sure. And it and that sold right. me. I want it. I, I want spooky sure. stuff. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, and sure. the gameplay sold me because I love anything Housemark usually does. So. Um. I want to see what they can do in kind of like this weird. You don't see a lot of like bullet hell games in like 3D space. Like yeah. This. No. That's yeah, true. 
So, uh, to break off and make something uh, a lot less scary, um, <laughs> they showed Speak off... Yourself. Uh, yeah. Uh, well- before we start, can I say I love their commitment to the PlayStation like Studios logo and all their marketing stuff now. Um, I hope they yeah. go more into that because they have so many like good uh, IP, like the, maybe the one we're going to talk about now that um, I want to see them go hard into. Yeah, uh, and it's kind of returning to Little Big Planet, but it looks to be more of a uh, like a like singular Mario adventure 3D world or something. Yeah, um, Sackboy is a big adventure. Um, looks bananas. It, I mean, you know what you're pretty much getting with mm-hmm. like a little big planet title. Um, typically, but, and, uh, but then they this went and, is not that they went and this pulled the burlap out from under us. <laughs> this is like all the elements of a uh, little big planet, like just the way the the paper cut and all the cardboard and all the sounds you would know, but. I mean, it seems like it's going to play like uh, like a Mario like 3D world or something. Yeah. Like that. And I'm, I'm all in on it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like um, a very well-crafted uh, world that you would play in Little Big Planet, mm-hmm. um, which I, I'm definitely not a you know not against. I think this is really cool. Uh, yeah, we're, we're seeing projectile attacks. We're seeing like jumping like downward pounds. We're seeing melee attacks. Um, yeah, he had a role this, at one point. This looks Teamwork, phenomenal, yeah. and this. For a lot of people, is going to be huge um, for someone that wants their family, wants their kids to be able to play games too. Uh, it looks like it at least has. Uh, it looks like it's got some multiplayer aspects to it, which I'm also hype on. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to be from the very start or not, but it looks like it. Um, yeah, it does look like it. Yeah. I, I am yeah. ready. Like four player co-op. Uh, yeah, I, I am so ready, and if that's going to be, uh, it looks like it's going to be same screen, so couch co-op, which there's not mm-hmm. much of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying. With their, they had a lot of, they have a lot of IP that they could have gone in this direction. Sackboy's been around, you know, forever. Um, yeah, I mean, there's be great for them. Yeah, there's a ton of these. Like they could dig into stuff like um, Resistance for one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so definitely cool to see Sackboy getting his kind of own thing, especially since the other, since um, uh, they're focusing more on dreams. Yeah. Does this point. mean no neck three? I honestly think that uh, Knack is why we didn't see a game like this on the PS4. Uh, Knack was not a financial success outside of Japan. Um, And the second one, nobody knew why it even happened. Um, I I really feel like the disappointment that was Knack is why we didn't get a game like that on the PS4. And I I feel like they've probably been working on it for a while and decided to take their chance with PS5 for it. Yeah. I mean, these guys, like, they love playing with the tools that they've created. That's almost like they, uh, they gave us. They gave us the creative tools, guys. We got dreams this exactly. year, so like that's another reason this is really cool. Like they they gave us dreams and the ability to make a game like this, but then at the same time this year they're gonna they're just they're like oh by the way yeah we did this too why not? <laughs> and who, sure. this is a uh, medium molecule. I mean not medium molecule, right? This is uh, I think Sumo's doing this. Sumo digital. Yeah, Sumo digital. So up next, uh, we had uh, something that I don't think anyone really expected. Um, Destruction All-Stars. Um, it's like if you took Fortnite and combined it with Rocket League. Uh, basically, you it, it's kind of like a, a 4v4 
Um, you know, taking out the battle royale aspect, I guess. Um, but yeah, you can run around on foot. You can get in vehicles, do kind of a twisted metal thing, um, and uh, it has all these like vibrant-looking characters that you know, once their cars blow up, they're running around in their underwear and furry suits and stuff like that. Um, so it's going to just be ridiculous. But uh, it kind of gives me a feel of that uh, uh, that movie, like, and it has that movie really didn't have too much to do with cars, but um, Rollerball. Yeah, yeah, I can see yeah. that. It, 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 mainly the environment, the game that they look like they're playing. So, um, it looks interesting. Uh, do I think it's going to take off? Uh, I, I think it'll be I, I think it'll be that title that stays on the shelf for a while, that people pick up when it drops super cheap. Uh, I see, from what it looks like to me, and is, I, I hate calling it this early on, I see this, I see this going as a PlayStation Plus game. Yeah, before was, people really get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple I months can, down I, the line, it'll be a PlayStation Plus game. And I, yeah, I'm surprised they weren't like, "Hey, this is going to be one of the free titles on the PS5." Yeah. Um, I could see that right out of the gate. Like, hey, just play this game for free. You know, th- th- at that point, uh, you know, they. Um, I feel like they usually give something out for free early. I think on PS4 we had. Uh, a Resogun. whole slew of games. We had Resogun. Yeah, Resogun. We had a we had a first person shooter game. Uh, and, you know, a few others. So um, I could see something like that going free. Right. For sure. I mean, that would be smart. I mean, that's how... That's kind of why Fortnite got so huge in the first place. Yeah. All right. And the next one, uh, I think you guys were kind of talking about this, being pretty excited for this, right? Right before the show? Y- yeah. yeah um, was that a different game? Keen- yeah, so this was um, Kana, Bridge of Spirits, which is like... What were we saying? It's kind of like cameo. Yeah, but it, it reminded me like, like it reminded me a lot of old school like PS one, PS two like beat 'em up style adventure games. Um, but it also reminded me of like that cutesiness and that um, that in- magical involvement of the world around you that cameo did back on three sixty. Um, that cameo elements of power. Um, mm. it, it's got a lot of weird vibes to it, but aesthetically, I absolutely loved this vi- this video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Once the gameplay started, I, I was all in on it. Um, it the game like, looks looks gorgeous. I mean, I don't. I was just like, is this Pikmin? Like, is that what we're doing here? It, like when I first when we this first got into this video. Like oh yeah, there's like these little cute yeah. magical like soot sprite looking things that are there, and they're just like, oh, they're yep. so adorable. Um, but yeah, it, it it does have a lot of cross vibes to it. Like it, it does remind me a little bit of like Pikmin and stuff like that, where I want to. I don't know. Am I gonna have to get these things to the other end of the world? Um, but then the combat started to happen, and I started seeing like these crazy like dodge rolls and and projectile attacks and different ways to fight and different kinds of power ups from what I'm guessing. So it it looks like that little magic staff that she's carrying is gonna be used as like a bow to fire projectiles, used for melee, um, all kinds of crazy magic spells. Um, I think this one's going to appeal to a broad audience as well, in the same way that like a lot of Legend of Zelda games did. For sure. All right. Uh, so moving right along, um, we had uh, this one was an interesting title. This one was um, this one is Goodbye Volcano High. This game got um, me like the, the, the very interesting. This threw me for a loop. Yeah, uh, it, it's it looks like uh you know you're going to be uh, 
It's like of... if Tumblr avatars came to life. I was. Oh, I, I, I told somebody watching this video, like, halfway through, as soon as I started seeing, like, musical instruments show up and, and started to see these people, like, in a band, I said, I am interested and aroused, and I don't know which is more, <laughs> but I am ready for this game. Yeah, okay. they're all, like, interesting, like, dragons and dinosaurs. It seems like they're dinosaurs, yeah. Yeah, and they're, uh... In the, like, uh... It, it all looks, like, like hand-drawn. It looks like, uh, yeah. like an anim like anime. It does. It really does. Um, and it... Something that's a little, uh... I don't know, potentially alarming is that in the logo, there is a meteor... Is this the death of the yeah. dinosaurs? Yeah, I think that's kind of what's so. happening. I, I think that's what Fuck. we're seeing happen. And it's yeah. a little bit... I don't know. It, it sounds like it might be what's going to end up happening because the way it zooms up to the sky. But mm. it, it's also kind of like... It's weird because... Bro, imagine it, your like, indie band is just starting to take off and get some like real recognition and then you get hit by a fucking meteor. <laughs> I think it's gonna. I think that's the kind of story they're going with. Is it's like these kids yeah. are all about to graduate from high school and go start their life, or they're about to leave and go start something. But how much would it suck if like we're all about to go start our lives and then suddenly it's like, yo, by the way, um, there's meteor on the way. Cool. Love it. Yeah. So yeah, I think these guys are gonna tell a really good story, probably about relationships and the end. Uh, yeah. So. This one's looking storytelling cool. wise it, it looks like it almost wants to give me like I don't know I look at it and I start thinking of um, oh man I, I start thinking of so many of those just big story focused chapter by chapter games I'm hoping I don't have to wait for chapter by chapter of this to come to my system I just want it all at once yeah yeah. so moving uh, to the next game uh, it's one that we've known about for a while they showed off uh, Oddworld Soulstorm um, if you guys are unfamiliar with Odd world. Um, that probably means uh, you have been playing games for maybe like eight years because we haven't <laughs> seen an odd world game in a long time. Uh, the first odd uh, world games were like they're they're just puzzle pa puzzle platformers. That's it, and they did such a good way of doing it, um, using sound commands and different button inputs for different visual prompts from your character. Uh, it looks like with this one, they're going back to their roots. They're going back to that classic Oddworld vibe. Yeah, they moved away from something like Stranger's Wrath and, uh, you know, stuck more to, like, um, like Abe's Odyssey. Um, and it, visually, it looks amazing. Um, for me, I don't know how super interested I am to go back to that previous mm -hmm. style of play. Uh... But yeah, I I know, you know, a lot of people are very like interested in this title. Just talking to, um, you know, some friends and whatnot. Um, yeah. But yeah, just your typical, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't say typical because it's it, it looks like they're doing some things that are uh, like very atypical. But um, yeah, Soulstorm is is shaping up to be uh, shaping up to be pretty cool so go check out that uh, that video and you can also keep up with these guys they do regular updates they haven't been shy about saying hey we're making this game um, literally the whole time they've been making it so um, 
Yeah, that one's out there right now. Uh, one, I don't know, I, I kind of didn't expect to see this one here. Um, I expected to see this one be more, um, like, objective, but uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, we had seen this... Um, uh, E3 this last year. last year. Yeah, right? we saw it last E3, and uh, it was really cool because Tango Gameworks has done some really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, done by the... Uh, th yeah, this is done by the guys who did... Um, Evil Within. Uh, Evil Within, yeah. Uh, which was the first thing that um, the guy who did created Resident Evil um, the bit. came you know came about to make something. Yeah, they didn't give us much um, new to go on with this. Um, it was really a, a lot more that we kind of saw last year and nothing crazy new. I had honestly forgot the game was a thing, so I was glad for the refresher, but I didn't have to spend a lot of time on it. Yeah, it, it looks really, it looks really, really weird. Um, yep. I, and I don't think, I don't know if this is again hitting that horror vibe. It's that Eastern horror vibe, though. It's giving us that like that visual kind of horror they're really good at, um, with like yeah. your elongated limbs, your headless teenagers in skirts. Like it's, it's trippy yeah. for sure, but it's it's gonna scratch a different itch for us. Yeah, it also yeah. seems like. Um, the the action seems really weird. You're almost like, this is like a Naruto RPG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are doing You're a doing lot like of like Palm yeah. It's still it looks like it's all still first person, and there's a lot of I don't I don't know. Right. It's gonna be weird. Um, yeah. Will I at least try it's it out? Yeah. It, it, visually, it looks stunning, and and I'm, it's got me on that. But I'm not sure if it's gonna pri be a priority buy for me or not. Yeah. This I, I really want it to be for me because. I want to support anything that's going to give me, you know, something that could potentially be a, a really good horror game. But I don't know if this is going to be it. Like I said, I just I think it's I think it's going to be interesting, um, but yeah, I'm just not too sure. Also so interesting, I, we I don't think we know what uh, Ikumi Nakamura's moving on to yet. Right, she's been talking with a lot of people. Yeah. So, uh, she was the, if you don't remember, in 2019, she was this one of the top, she one of the two, uh, like, people of show. Keanu oh, yeah. Reeves, of top course, trendy. Cyberpunk. For sure. And then people, people were, her people adorable were shipping ass her out with there Keanu. showing off this game. So, All right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Up. Uh, up next, they showed off Jet the Far Shore. Um... Again, I don't remember this one too I didn't much. know what Super to think Brothers, about it. It was just kind of a... Yeah, it was just a trailer. And then they were like... Uh, you know, it was just some, some, some visual... Like, you know... A, uh, a guy going on a ship, walking by people. And then it kind of seems like a... Uh, kind of like... Um, it's a, it's 3D, but it's on like a 2D plane. Yeah, visually, it reminded me like, a lot of Journey right off the bat. But then like that... Yeah, like they gave me those vibes yeah. as far as the atmosphere... But I, I'm not going to lie, I, I kind of checked out early on it. I was like, oh, this looks like something I'll read about later on when it comes out, and maybe once I see more about it, catch it on sale? Like, it, mm -hmm. didn't, it didn't grab me like a lot of the other stuff did. Yeah. But It definitely came across as like an Annapurna-type thing. But again, yeah. visually, they, they did a really good job. They captured something that I wouldn't have thought of looking at a game this style on, on a PS5, and they're really showing us 
even from the shot of watching the the planet rotate as the as it's taking off um seeing the visuals on there and how smooth and how pretty they look i thought was a really good one mm -hmm. sure so like the core mechanic of this game it looks like you're just an explorer right uh, something, I, I, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's what I'm trying to get, because like, I'm trying to figure out what the player is going to be doing, and it looks like Flower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of like Flower meets No Man's Sky, and like the whole let me go to different planets kind of vibe, but I'm also just going to be exploring yeah. the surface a lot, and maybe finding some things here and there. Not enough detail yet, but it definitely looks pretty, and I, I can see it having a lot of... setting some new standards for, for visuals in some different ways. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So uh, next, they showed off uh, more of Godfall again. Um, I don't know. Uh, it. It seems very is, early to show. It, yeah, it's not my favorite thing. They just they kind of just I've reminded seen. us about it with this. That's really all they did. They, they kind of were like, "Oh, we uh, we used this footage. We used we talked about it earlier. Let's at least remind people that it's here because no one really cared that much back then." Well, previously, it seemed like they were leading with this. Like, this was their big mm -hmm. game, you know, for, like, the PlayStation 5. I don't know, maybe... It, maybe was, it was like, it was the first, it was the first PS5 reveal, I believe. Um, so, it, it's, I'm, I'm not sure if it was well. out of necessity, because they had to show us something back then, um, and this was all they had ready to go. Um, I'm honestly, I'm kind of glad they showed us a little bit more of it this time with some more gameplay, but... Yeah, this is the first time we saw gameplay, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm still not sure how to feel about the gameplay. Um, I'm not completely sold on it, but yeah, yeah. It, it a lot of people were comparing it to something like Two Human. A, a little bit visually. Um, visually, it looks yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I want to give it yeah, that but visually, but at the same time, gameplay-wise, I'm really afraid of it going like the. I'm afraid it's going to try to go that like Dark Souls-ish combat route, but not good enough. And right. I'm afraid it's going it to end up being like, like Lords of the Fallen. Yeah, I think this is going to... I don't think it's going to be as hardcore as something like Dark Souls. I think it's going to be um, a little no, more... Yeah. Uh, and I don't think it adventure Yeah. With a three-player like co-op kind of game, you're never going to be able to get it as Dark Souls-y. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, I feel like sure. it's almost going to give me that Lords of the Fallen-like definitely a little bit less challenging but it's still going to have some combat to it maybe with a mix of like for honor as far as having different people to play with on there yeah i don't know yeah we'll, we'll definitely get to see more of that i mean a lot of these things that we're talking about today uh it's likely we'll be able to see them yeah we'll start uh, seeing a lot more soon because it's a 2020 release we'll start seeing more in the coming months for sure yeah. so up, up next they showed off uh solar ash um done by, was it Annapurna and the guys who made Hyperlight Drifter? Oh, yes. Man. Right. Yeah, Heart, Heart Machine. Machine. Heart Machines. Oh, man. Hyperlight Drifter was so good. Amazing. Yeah, this looks um, very much like Hyperlight Drifter, just the scene, the character yeah. itself. Um, color scheme and everything. Yep. Um, this one I kind of blanked on a little bit as well, myself. It looks so um, pretty, I, though. It, yeah, the... I, that's the one thing that I really like. It's like they like to use um, like the negative out of everything. Like instead of having the character be like I don't know, like looking like a real character, they just use it's almost it's like more of a silhouette. 
It, it's just the it, focus is on the world around it instead of the character itself. Well, I mean, even like the hair that you'd expect looks like this wisp. It just like it flows mm-hmm. in this interesting way. It's not like any. It, it's just like a solid black mass that flows. I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I love the movement um, though. I, I love that that speed, the dashing around. Um, and that's got me really excited to see to really give this one a shot. I want to see what they can do with more of a 3D oriented, and that ending where they did the title reveal, flipping the entire perspective like that is just—it's it, going to be nuts. That's going to be one of those games that I'm probably going to buy day one for sure. Uh, and then we jumped right into uh, Hitman. We knew it was Hitman something, um, and as it progresses through, it shows you know just some of your typical Hitman things, uh, and at the end revealing that it's Hitman 3. Uh, I think we got some news on this, saying that you can take all of your Hitman 2 um, information and uh, like save it out and bring it forward into Hitman 3. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Uh, so, these guys, this is technically, I think this is technically the first thing they've done since somehow they managed to leave Square Enix and mm-hmm. retain the right to Hitman. It was, they basically bought it, themselves and their license out. Insane. Yeah, I think it was during one of those uh, one of those IP shuffle ups that happened earlier in the year, um, or late last year, where a lot of different IPs like shuffled around from different umbrellas. Yeah, and um, I think right now on GOG you can get Hitman Two for free, so that's something cool to. Or no, it's not Hitman Two; it's Hitman Absolution. Um, yeah. So I don't think they're going to rewrite the the game or anything it's supposed to be early 2021 uh that it'll be yeah, coming it's out it's going to be more of the same but that's not necessarily a bad thing when it comes to the hitman games if you've played the most recent two yeah not at all uh next up would be i think probably one of the most interesting pieces i, I don't know um i might be yeah. alone on this one um, um did we skip one i think we skipped one ah yes we did skip one they uh also had that um I don't remember the name of it, but it was the little uh, controller guy. Astrobot. Um, oh, Astrobot. The Astrobot yeah. platformer, yeah. non-VR. Um, I'm a yeah. sucker for cute platformers. I always have been. And uh, I said it earlier today that there's not a huge market... Well, there's a huge market available for family-friendly games, but not enough developers are doing stuff with it. I think that this is a really smart move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this character is already, you know, the character is already, uh, you know, kind of been established. He's been around for a little bit. Um, so naturally, they're like, yeah, why don't we make a cool platform around it? And the environments look amazing. Um, the character, I've never been, like, I'm not attached to or anything. Um, but what the character is doing looks really, really fun. So yeah, and it seems like yeah. it's kind of extension on that. Uh, if anybody got the uh, PSVR, that free game or that game that had like the bunch of experiences in it, yeah, that Astrobot one was one of them, and it's probably the best one of the best things in there. Yeah, and I, I think this is actually going to be uh, end up being a, a freebie anyway, um, from what it looks like. But there, I don't know. The last Astrobot did a really good job of showing you everything that can be done with the VR. Uh, and that was the same team that made Ape Escape way back, which was yeah. showing you everything you can do with the DualShock. 
So it's um, it, it's really cool, and I'm hoping they do the same thing with that. As it looked like he jumped out of the new controller, I'm hoping that's the. the I'm yeah. hoping this is one of those that shows you every little thing that you can do with that controller, and takes full advantage of it. And I mean, I do get like uh, Super Mario 64 vibes when he slides across the ice. Um, you know, it, it has shades of a lot of different things. They even have the PlayStation 2 like load screen in there at the very end, right before yeah. they show the logo. Um, you know, just a lot of things. They're not. It doesn't look like they're taking anything too seriously with it. They're like, this is a platform. Yeah, it'll it'll let's just show it'll probably be treated like a tech demo. Honestly, it'll it'll be yeah. one of those where, uh, like I said, I'm hoping it does everything because the controller has a microphone built into it, as we learned really early on. Maybe you'll get to talk to them through the controller. Um, maybe you'll have to do the motion stuff. Use it. Use every little bit of that controller to control him in different parts of the game. I think that'll be super fun. For sure. So, moving on to the one that I thought we were moving on to. Uh, it, it opens up with this um, very much like... Um, it almost reminds me of paper. I don't know why. Like, a lot of the environment looks like it's made out of, like, a paper. Um, but uh, as you see it as a, like, as a whole, um, you start to see this more uh, flushed out, simplistic art style uh, of this game. And it's a... Uh, you know, it's it's a like looks to be an open world RPG where it looks like this dude has big ass googly eyes on the side of his head. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't know really what to make with this one. Yeah, it's really interesting. Now, um, there has already been an article that's gone around because basically, yes, um, some people weren't too happy about the appearance of those characters. Um, and it seemed a little racially insensitive. So these yeah, developers the have guys, basically. they've already backpedaled on it. We're like, we're gonna fix that. We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Okay. Apparently, this game has been shown before with like a I don't know if it had a title or something, but in the past they had um, you know these like kind of like when they're they show the scene here where you're running away from the little guys that are riding dogs in like a sandstorm. Mm -hmm. um, they had that before, and uh, the guys were like very clearly being shown as like, like Middle Eastern or like North African, basically. And uh, okay. they backpedaled on that pretty quickly too. <laughs> so okay. it's kind of strange. I mean, it's like this is one of those things where like, you know, if like you have to design everything with like American sensibilities, I guess. And, like, a lot of European cultures just, like, never really had to deal with, um, like, I, I guess racism the same way that U.S. obviously has. Well, I, I, Even though they obviously instigated Yeah, I feel like they have. Of, it's just not acknowledged just in some of them as much. It like uh, it's, it's handled yeah. differently. Right. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think at the core of this game... Um, a little devil inside. You're a monster hunter, and mm -hmm. you're just trying to get your trophy and bring it in. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it looks it looks cool. It looks like it has its serious moments. It has its funny moments, um, and it looks like it's making fun of a lot of different things at the same time. Yeah, like, and it's, it's you funny see that, that moment. It like... looks like mad, kind of Mad Maxy. You see that moment where yeah. Um, yeah. it reminds me of like Journey. Uh, they even have like uh, this. There's like the spot. Like I can't help but think that spot where the 
older guy runs into um, a younger flower girl, like Final Fantasy Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just looks like they're having fun with whatever, you know, whatever this happens to be. I, yeah. I, I want to go to that Schmeet shop, whatever that is. Schmeet. Yep. Schmeet. All right. Um, they got that. So with that, so with that, <laughs> I do know this show is definitely going on. It's going to be going on just a little bit longer. Uh, yeah. I think the second half we're going to be pushing through a little bit quicker, um, getting through some of the um, indie titles and things. Um, but uh, uh, one of us does have to go, correct? Yeah, I'll be, uh, once we wrap up the PlayStation segment here, I at least want to finish up with this stuff because I've been hyped for it. But uh, yeah, this this episode's definitely gone on a, a, a little bit longer than, than normal. Um, it, that's just like we warned at the beginning. There's a lot of content here. <laughs> yeah, there's so much going on. Right and now. yeah, we're not even going to be able to, to hit all of it. So, just trying our best here to kind of cover everything that we, you know, that was thrown out there. Um, and with that, moving along, uh, NBA 2K21 was shown off. Um, you know, it's just, basketball, folks. It's basketball. That's it's exactly basketball, what it is. Um, we're going to be able to see. I, I want to say we're going to be able to see what the PlayStation 5 can do with some of these new, very realistic physics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seeing as how they're going to release this on the PS4 and that's going to hold it back, I don't think we will. It still looks beautiful, yeah. though. Yeah. I'm definitely far from it a sports guy, but this all looked really good. And they told us at the beginning that all the video we were going to see was captured on PS5 hardware. So it looks gorgeous. So sure. moving along, uh, game... Of show. Oh, Some man. people might argue this game of the show. Yeah. Uh, we this game have of the year material right here. Mm-hmm. Bug Snacks. Oof. Hell yeah. Great, great name. Great name. What are we doing here? What? I, Bug Snacks. Uh, I don't even know. It seems like we're eating live fruit and <laughs> becoming that fruit. I. I so I, not, not many people sure. remember <laughs> if back in PS2 era, Cubivore. Um was a game where you went around and ate other things and adopted physics of those things. Um, and it reminded me of that a little bit because this cute little strawberry pops up and starts running around with googly eyes, which sold me instantly. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then it kept what saying... What kind of fucking It kept saying its name. the top of it. It just kept saying, strawby, strawby. Like, it was so cute. I was like, oh, I want one. This thing's adorable. That made me cry. And then a walrus ate it. An Australian walrus. <laughs> a talking a walrus. Talking, it, it gets, uh, yeah, he eats it, critiques what, it a little bit, what, and then his hand turns into what strawberries. Did you, what did we expect from the guys that made Octodad? You well, that's I mean? what got me. Yeah. As soon as they said from the creators of Octodad, I was like, you sold me. I don't think there's ever been a day in my life I didn't want something else from those guys. <laughs> I fucking love this. I love everything about this game. Just that it's, it's ridiculous. You got, like, this... Subtopedes, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that's I, funny. Uh, uh, what, the the weird ribs uh, centipedes is what got the, me. Yeah, the yeah. ribs. <laughs> it's so I wish. weird. I you know what it. I mean? Can you imagine if just ribs were centipedes rolling around and you could you just, could just catch them, them and up? eat them whenever you want? Oh man, that'd be huge. This is a terrifying uh, world that we're seeing. He's got hot dog ears. What's up, hot dog ears? Uh, he's got weenie hands. Weenie hands? What's up, weenie hands? <laughs> like, this gives entirely this game, new meaning to the phrase, you are what you eat. I oh. am going to work as hard as I can if there's any game that I'm going to try to get a review copy for in the, 
for just yeah. forever. This is going to be it. Oh yeah. Like, I, I think we can all reach out to the Octodad guys and uh, and uh, see what they say. I will yeah. physically go to the Young Horses studio and like just camp outside until I can get a code. We kind of have an in with the publisher, yeah. so uh, I'm gonna start there. Um, if it, please, if you haven't seen Bug Snacks, like definitely, it's something you have to. It's see. gonna be ridiculous, it's, and I cannot wait. It's so fun. Um, and that song will get in your head. <laughs> God, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Moving right along to the next uh, thing that we knew, we we knew this was a thing. We we knew um, it was a thing, but we were led to believe that this might get mentioned, not shown. Yes, right. Uh, and it was fully shown. Uh, it bared all. Did Yeah. Uh, so Demon Souls got uh, the straight up remake uh, treatment and it looked fucking phenomenal everything about it like you can do this side by side with the original and you can just see like where technology was to where it is it's phenomenal it's so good Um, now is this game going to kick the shit out of everyone here yeah Yes, I'm ready for he, it. He's not playing. It. He wishes he could play it. It, it. I I feel like you're boycotting until they put an easy mode in, which will never happen. Yeah, I am. Which will never happen. Yeah. There is an easy mode. It's called play with someone good. Yeah. <laughs> the easy mode is don't ever install it. <laughs> it's called Twitch. Uh, That's a good point. Just watch somebody good play it. Yeah. This game. This game kicked a lot of people's asses. I think right out of the gate. It I think was. It's shutting people down. Don't people consider? it to be the hardest of the games i would probably say yeah so. yeah it's still thought to be the hardest because it was the they, they didn't have a lot of their mechanics really figured out back then and uh, i gave up so many times even before i got to the bridge dragon well not only that but you go to like talk to the shopkeeper and you accidentally hit the attack button and then the whole town beats the shit out of you <laughs> and then you don't have a shopkeeper for the rest of the game right and you accidentally kill the shopkeeper you can't ever upgrade again i'm a sucker for souls games and i've been wanting this for so long because i never played demon souls um i didn't get into dark souls until probably my eighth time playing it after you talked me into playing it <laughs> again um sorry but uh I, i'm ready for this i i'm so ready <laughs> blue points handling it which are the same guys that did shadow of the colossus um i'm i'm ready it's in good hands for sure yeah yeah, that's um, yeah. This one's going. Th- this one's going to be really cool, and it's cool that it's going to be uh, a you know it's going to be on the PlayStation Five. Th- this is did they give us a date? Uh, I think twenty twenty one is what we're looking at on that one. See, if this would have been a launch title, I don't think it needs to be a launch title though, because I've got a feeling controllers aren't going to be that easy to come by early on, and they need to make sure they can build up an inventory <laughs> for when you break controllers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, so scooting along. Uh, up next, um, I don't really remember this one too much because I blacked out between the last, the what was in between. Um, anyone, anyone remember anything about Death? We were shown yes. some stuff about it um, a while back. Uh, I want to say. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, like we were shown some stuff. I, I forgot it was a thing until I saw this again. Yeah. Um. So it is like a. Uh, this re- is this done by who? Who made this one? That's where I feel like you know. Yeah, this is um, Arcane Leon. Yes. Which okay. they're getting. It's kind of interesting that they're getting specific 
that like uh, Arcane Studios have never really differentiated between the two right. in their branding in the past. Um, Leon did the Dishonored games, and uh, the Austin, Texas studio did. Um, obviously, they helped with you know Dishonored one, and then they also worked on uh, they did Prey. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that it seems like maybe they're gonna kind of you know split the two off. Um, I don't. I guess I don't really know why. Like, what the purpose of that is. This had a. I thought they're a great team, but it's definitely got the Dishonored vibes too. Because I remember playing the first Dishonored, yeah. getting those like teleportation yeah. abilities and stuff to reach different ledges. But um, yep. they're taking that idea and giving a really weird story concept to it, which has just pulled me in more and more. The more I see. Yeah, looking at this now for the second time, like, mm. giving it a bit more, like, removing the pieces that were around it really mm-hmm. helped me, uh, like, be able to focus on what this is. Um, yeah, it looks really it looks really cool. I really liked, like, shooting someone and knocking them to the floor, shooting someone else the way the gun spins around, and then they drag yep. someone from the left of the screen to the right out a window. Like, fuck you, get out of here. Um, yeah, it's... It's really cool. It, it looks really cool, and then the, um, uh, you know, the visuals that they're showing that are not gameplay, like the very um, like orange and you know dark colors that they're sticking with. Um, yeah, the art there is really really cool. Um, I feel like there's obviously a lot more that we're going to, you know, be f- figuring out, mm-hmm. uh, like what is up with the whole death loop thing. Uh, you know yep. the name has to like work in somewhere, um, so I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll see. We'll see a, probably a bit more of this one as we get, um, you know, as we get a bit closer to the um, PS5. That did they, they they didn't even say what the release window was for something like this, right? They're just like, hey, we're working on this. Yeah, yeah. Probably next year, maybe beginning of twenty two. Yeah, I was... Yeah. Eventually. PS6. PS6. Um, Damn. And then after uh, that was, uh, you know, they just started showing off. Um, definitely a horror-style game has vibes of uh, Resident Evil 7. And as it turns out, it is Resident Evil 8 uh, mm-hmm. Village. Um, this shows off quite a bit of interesting pieces uh, yeah. continuing playing as the Resident Evil 7 character. Yeah, it gave me some 7 um, vibes and it gave me some 4 vibes, weirdly enough. Yes. So, um, And not only that, there's also uh, a familiar face at the very end of this piece uh, showing Chris. Kind of familiar. Just familiar? <laughs> oh yeah, he does look a lot bigger. He, he's, he's put on some winter pounds. Yeah, kind of. Uh, but yeah, he, he walks in, and uh, for some reason, Ethan knows him. Did anyone ever point that out? Oh, that he, Why would he called him out by name. Yeah. Why would he know weird. who that is? Yeah. So we're for yeah. sure playing the same guy from Seven. Yeah, from everything that I've seen, they've said Ethan several times. Hmm. I still need to finish um, 7, so, I never got to get all the way through it. 
maybe maybe that's a red herring. Maybe that's something that they're showing off early, and and yeah. in, in the video, and you're playing as somebody else. It, it could be. Um, but yes, this hits all of the spooky vibes that um, that I wanted, and more. Um, showing off even what looks to be a uh, werewolf esque creature. Um, and I swear there was a vampire in there, or maybe she's just a cannibal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that southern looking woman had uh, a lot of blood around her face. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, um, it's got a lot going on for it, and I'm definitely excited. Um, it's it looks like it wants to tie some things in from visually a lot of the other games, um, and I, I just, they've been building for it for a while. Yeah, and everything they did with seven was right. Uh, is in, in my mind, um, it, it's pretty rare for me to go like, "Oh yes, this is exactly what I wanted when I get a game." It's pretty rare, but Resident Evil Seven, um, I think they really did that. So moving in that same direction, continuing that story, they said, "I think they said this was the end of Ethan's story." So whether that ends in the very beginning of this, or yeah. if you play through as him. Uh, they did not elaborate on. So I it's some pretty see cool him, stuff. Yeah, definitely getting like ripped in half or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, he had one hell of a ride in seven. Mm. Okay. No question. Seven was just works. too unsettling. So. I couldn't get all the way through it. I'm I'm gonna pound through it again sometime soon to try to finish that game. But seven was just so different, and they took it back to horror, which is what I wanted. Uh, I'm glad to see that with this, it looks like they're sticking with horror. Um, like, really, really keeping that focus on the horror instead of the action. Because um, mm -hmm. that's, that's to me, that's Resident Evil. I, I need that fear that I'm going to screw up and take the wrong thing with me or pick up the wrong item at the wrong time. Well, you don't want to play uh, Resident Evil 5 and 6 again? Um, <laughs> they're not, it's not that they're bad games. They're just action games. They're, they're not yeah, survival it's horror. There's They're action horror, not survival horror. And I right. need survival horror. Yep. But it is lacking one thing. This is lacking zombies entirely. I, I don't think there was a zombie yeah. shown in this whole thing. Um, I, I guess I don't it's going to be a different type of the virus that makes uh, werewolves. Again. Yeah. Which is I why mean, I say let's compare it to four. Yeah. Chris, uh, Chris looks like he's shooting some kind of maybe something dead zombie because things are already bloody, but... Maybe? Yeah. Or she might have been... He said no. He said Chris, and then he's like... Did he say sorry or something? Yeah, he's just sorry. Destroy the shit out of her. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, she could have been still alive. <laughs> Chris is just a bad guy now. It is um, weird. It seems like he's just unloading bullets into a dead body, and it's like, what exactly is the goal here? Yeah, but he's de he's so, definitely wearing a lot there. It's it's kind of weird. I feel like what he's even wearing is is going to mean something because. He looks older. Maybe he's the he, He's definitely older, but he's got like that big, beefy-looking outfit on. Like I don't know if he's hiding a bunch with that outfit, or if he's trying to look dark and mysterious. Because we're used to seeing him show up in like tactical, like like tactical vest and just like punch boulders and you know everything that we're used to. But this is more of a whole like, where'd you come from? You're wearing a what looks like a big black trench coat. This is a little different for you. This could be the end of Chris. Is, is what I'm hoping what that I, Chris is the werewolf here. Chris Wesker yeah, that too. would be really cool. Like, make us give a shit about like 
Not that I don't give a shit about a lot of the characters. Maybe it's been maybe it's been a long con, and Umbrella's been doing something different with him, kind of like like no one ever really saw coming. Something happened to him early on, and he's been just constantly going through the change. Yeah, I mean they've already done something similar with uh, yeah, and it would make perfect sense. I mean they were both stars; Um, they were the better of the stars team. Even even the bad people of the stars team, like Brad. Brad became one of the hardest zombies to kill in Resident Evil 2 when you, like, encountered him to be able to kill him. R.I.P. Yeah. Brad. Or er, no, tried. 3. Sorry, Resident Evil 3. 3. But he was still, it was still a pain to kill him, and he was, like, still a star. He was still one of the stars, so maybe they're going to do something with that. Yeah, no, this looks like it's more of a werewolf thing. Yeah. <laughs> you laughing at the B-Rad thing? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so... <laughs> So dumb. So moving on from that, uh, the next game up was uh, Prag- Pragmata. Yes. Yeah, this was really weird. Yes, I this feel one like was... I've seen something about this before, though. Yeah, this one yeah. It felt very uh, Death Stranding. It, it felt yeah, it did. It felt very Death Stranding to me, but it also felt familiar. Like I. I I feel like I know I've seen it somewhere else before, but it had that Death Stranding vibe more than anything, and it was really, really weird. Who's who is making this? Did we did we get? Uh, on it that? says Capcom at the end of. Uh, yeah, it's Capcom at the end of the trailer. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. So yeah, um, it has a very interesting. It has, I mean, so much going on. You're a, a, look like a dude in a spacesuit. In uh, Times Square, and then there's like a little girl with a cat, and there's all this like ridiculous shit happening. Like mm-hmm. you can kind of see through the cat. Is it a projection? Um, everything seems fake in this world. So I, yeah, I, I don't know. And it's like you're breaking through that reality. Um, and in the trailer, trying to save this girl. Um, like a satellite crashes through this uh, TV screen, I guess. This projection of this mm-hmm. world that you're in. The dome. So, something very interesting is happening here. And the girl seems to have some sort of uh, some sort of power. She has something going on with her. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we're getting a lot, but at the same time, we're not getting enough. Mm-hmm. Um and the girl can breathe in space, so cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, love breathing in space. Yeah, someone's got to do got it. A... <laughs> yeah, after that, um, finally they rolled into I think something that people were I don't know expecting to see, but not sure what they were gonna see exactly. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say there were like three things that I wanted to see going into this but I 100% knew I wasn't going to see one of those was Spider-Man mm-hmm. proved me wrong there another of those was Demon Souls got yep. me uh, the, the last one the, the Hail Mary was this one and I was not ready for it we all knew it was going to happen I did not expect to see it when I saw it yeah uh, and we ended up getting uh, Horizon Forbidden West um, which is the continuation and push uh, West for the main character of Horizon Zero Dawn. Am I am I right on that? Yeah, yeah. Looks 
fantastic. Um, I, I'm not one in this group that actually picked this up, as I was saying even before the show. It's just every time I, every time I want to get this game and play it, there's always something else that's in the way. Uh, mm-hmm. The first time it was Breath of the Wild, and then since then it's just been, you know... Like right now, I would play this game. I would play Horizon Zero Dawn right now. But we have Last of Us coming out in just a couple right. days. Right. It's like, I, I don't want to start it and then not finish it. It's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. One day. One day it'll be the bride. Yeah, it's interesting too, because like, um, I liked Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, well enough. I, I think it was a good game. Um, but I kind of got... Um, sort of stuck up on like it, it definitely suffers from like the Ubisoftification of like open world games and uh, I think you know it's one of those things where you open the minimap and there's like 700,000 things everywhere um, and it's like oh I need to go collect these berries and I need to go kill this thing and I need to go uh, climb up this guy and stab him in the eyeball and then I need to uh, jump off this thing over here and it's like it just doesn't have to be this much you know yeah but yeah um, it looks like I, I and i think um me just not knowing like i'm definitely not the person to speak on this game as much yeah. uh, as i don't as i don't know what's happening in the world uh at all mm. so yeah this is like it, it's definitely an interesting um viewing experience for me as, uh, like I said, I have no idea. I know I'm seeing landmarks that are completely overrun. Yeah, the the setting is what... at some point it hit modern day. The setting is what got me on the first one. It's it's the first time I've ever seen a game really referred to as post-post-apocalyptic. So you you had an apocalyptic event happen and then you had the world like nature reclaim the earth um, back from what it was then. And it looks like what we're seeing here from that last scene, which you saw the giant bridge, um, it looks like the the West is America even. Um, we're yeah. seeing some change happen, some changes happen where she's going to be out in our way finally. Um, but it's yeah. it was it was already a huge game, and I feel like this one's going to be even bigger. Um, and the story and just the lore around the world that's there is what locked me into the first one so much. Um, I'm really excited to see how this plays out. So, at the end, um, they did show off uh, some sort of enemy uh, harnessing the technology technology animal, I guess? Yeah. Um, it could be something... And for me, I don't know. I don't know if this is an animal that we've seen before. Probably not. Uh, but um, it looks like they're harnessing it for whatever bidding that they want. Yeah, and that's the thing um, that happened in one is you, you kind of learn that she, there are certain ways using technology that you can harness those and, and kind of tame them. Um, yeah. And I, th- I think that what's happening here is they're really showing us that she's not the only one that can. Um, right, and I, cool. I think she's like, it, it seems maybe like these guys are friendly because the like blue all over them. So I think that they that she has made a new tribe basically that is helping to like try to quell the beasts and try to like I don't know like end this like battle yeah. between yeah. like 
the, man and nature. The, the first game is a lot of that understanding of what happened to the world to get it to where it is, but it's also, mm. from the very beginning, a lot of people, even if you're not far into the game, you learn that everyone's terrified of technology um, because they don't know what it is. It's a very tribalized culture. Um, so outside of like the three-mile area where they really live and reside, they don't know anything. Um, so seeing other tribes and other yeah. people, um, it, it's it's kind of like on a much smaller scope is there extra life out there um but it's it it's it's the sequel we all wanted that didn't know was really going to happen and i'm glad it is because i'm losing my mind over how ready i am for this game yeah oh yeah yeah so this was the big one uh this is the uh, yeah the biggest i don't want to say the biggest announcement but this is in their mind the biggest announcement um and did they drop... They did not drop a date for that either. Um, I don't think they talked about it as well after. Because um, they did have one, so, you know, some of the development team talking a bit about it. Um, so, you know, something that we'll hear definitely more about um, moving forward, like a lot of these titles, hopefully soon. Um, and then the last bit uh, would be pretty much what you expect. Uh, let's take a look at what this thing is. We finally got uh, it. So, yeah, we finally got it. Someone else is excited, too. Nux is excited for this. Okay. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> the, the, the reveal was was it was definitely interesting. Um, I think they did a really good job of keeping what this thing looked like uh, hidden. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you guys Very remember... Surprising back when the PS2 was launching and you had those crazy commercials of the future and there were like spores that would the go into your brain 9. and all that crazy stuff. Yeah. It was the over-the-top uh-huh. weird visuals like that yeah. that like I felt familiar again watching this reveal happen and I was so excited. So, yeah, it, they, they have this particle effect and the particle effect is blue, obviously, Sony. And it goes into what looks to be some sort of vents. Uh, you know, it kind of forms what the color scheme uh, of the light will look like on the outside of this system. It has a white exterior um, with a uh, w- w- with a black centerpiece, and um, the centerpiece in the middle is very much rounded, uh, where the uh, white piece on the outside is more squared. It's uh, it does have rounded edges, but it's very much squared off. Um, and I mean, to me, uh, a lot of people were kind of like, I I made the joke immediately. I was like, is this my fucking router? Because that's what it looks like. And then I saw your joke and I ignored it until you yourself had to comment back at yourself about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, shut the fuck up, Jay. Sorry, guys. Sorry about that. I had to. (laughs) And um, everyone else in the world has made that joke since. Yeah. They're definitely going for a look. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. I love it, though. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm indifferent about it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't absolutely love it, but I don't hate it. But the same with the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation yeah. 3 and the PlayStation 2. Um, the one that I can say that I probably like the most would have been maybe the PlayStation 1. I, I don't know. Um, the one that I've liked the least out of everything we've ever seen is definitely the original PlayStation 3. That was a bulky piece of shit. I hated it. <laughs> it weighed like 80 pounds. Uh, it got better, though. And I think this, you know, we might see something similar here. Um, 
They're yeah, showing off the two two different models. Uh, they're showing yeah. one with the disk drive and then one without. Sony decided to take the plunge the same way a lot of people critiqued Microsoft on it. Um, Sony is kind of showing us that, like, yeah, we get it. There is demand out there for that. Let's see if people want to go all digital. And uh, yeah. I, I, we didn't get a price tag on anything yet. The surprise of the all digital system shook me. Um, I really need to know how they're going to market each system independently. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of curious about it. A lot of people have been saying, "Oh, the disc the discless one will be cheaper," and I don't know if that's true. I I don't want that I, to be true. Um, I would imagine if you're going if you're going digital, they're going to need to give you a bigger hard drive. I yeah. I feel like what needs to happen, and it was my argument with Xbox One, is that you you don't want the all digital to be cheaper. Um, because it will drive people toward that inherently, but for the wrong reasons, they'll do it because it's cheaper. Um, they yeah. need to. They should both launch at the same price point, but you should get different benefits. Um, like if you have an all digital, maybe you'll get a, an awesome rate on um, PlayStation Now. Like maybe you'll get a better rate on certain memberships they offer because you have an all digital system. Right. Yeah, I think uh, I think ultimately the route that they're going to go is you're going to get a much larger hard drive yeah. for that system, for sure. And that's and going to replace what the disk drive would do. I would imagine they're probably going to be the same price. And the trade-off will be, you want disks to have physical games, or you want the, uh, I don't know, two terabyte hard drive, or I don't know how big they're going to go. Mm-hmm. We'd imagine they're probably going to go bigger than 500 gigs, aren't we? Well, even with, oh, even yeah. with physical games, I think we're still going to have those massive installs. Um, we, we've already seen that the games themselves are going to have to run from that custom solid state. Um, so I, I feel like even with all digital, you're still going to have just as much hard drive space. Uh, I feel like that's not going to be a, a, a loss on it. But I do think that they, I, I think they need to bring something in. I don't think they're going to drop PlayStation now because they've worked too hard on making it better. Um, mm-hmm. But give me a reason to want that, and I think that an all-digital system um, should at least come with a year membership to it, if not more, or at least a better rate on signing up for it. Yeah. So, with the information that we have now, price point aside, looking at the two, um, what is your preference? Uh, you know, just running down the line. Um, are, are you in the camp of getting the disk drive or going all digital? I'm definitely getting the disk drive. I gotta have that 4K disk reader. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense for you. Um, I'm going to the disk drive too. Um, I guess maybe depending on the price or like the more we know about it, but um, I generally buy my games all the disk because I like having the physical game when the prices aren't really any different. Um, I don't see a point to just go digital. Mm-hmm. Besides yeah. that, just the convenience, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm torn. Um, I do a lot of digital anyway. Um, a lot of these games I'm already seeing myself go digital for. Um, but I, like I said, I want to know the benefits either way. I need to see how they're going to try to market one versus the other. Um, if yeah. there is a better reason to go with the all digital versus a physical one. Because, yeah, I like having the option of picking up a cheap clearance style game when Walmart decides to reset everything. Um, mm-hmm. I also like the idea of being able to trade some stuff in. But... There are so many times I bought physical games, traded them in, and then bought them back three other times. So, for me, in the long yeah, run, I mean, digital's just smarter. And, and we definitely need more details. Yeah, yeah. I, 
for me personally, uh, I, I'm falling into, like, and I've debated this since we've watched um, the digital. I do find myself going all uh, digital, like digital with a lot of titles. Yeah. Um, it's always my default. Hey, if I can't get it at my local mom and pop shop, cool. I'll just pick it up digital. Not a big deal. Um, but then it does remove the piece of the puzzle that I enjoy. I do enjoy collecting things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do enjoy the you know collector's edition. And if I remove the collectors, you know. Usually, when you get a collector's edition, you get a physical copy of the game. I don't want to have to buy the game twice, or you know, right. whatever. Um, so yeah, I think for me, um, gonna go disc drive until they make me. Not. Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's where I am. Is that I was, as even if I go all digital, I like having the option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I've done that a lot too. Um, my, now I will say we don't know price. Um, I don't know if you guys saw or not, but Play Asia. Um, a website notorious for putting a bunch of stuff on there that's not horrible in the U.S. yet did post a, a, a buy page for PlayStation 5. Um, and what at, was that price? It was like 700 bucks. But I yep. think that that's just a top off what they expect it to cap at because theoretically if you drop an order for 700 and it only ends up selling for 5 they're only going to charge you for 5 when it ships. Um, yeah. I, I think that that's a safety net for them and I think they're doing a big gamble on it. But that did really bring up the idea of what, where would you stop? Um, a, a lot of us are used to seeing 500 be a, a, a starting price for systems. We've seen 600 not go well. But yeah. this is 2020, and we're all functional adults now who are responsible for our own purchases. Uh, I could see myself potentially still dropping that much on a system because of how much time I'm going to get out of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I know like it would have to be some ridiculous price point, but, like mind-blowingly ridiculous for me to go. Okay, I'm not doing that. Um, so I, I'm still thinking that they're going to stick. You know, they know they they know what they did with the PS3. They know what they yeah. did wrong, mm-hmm. um, and they're not going to ignore that. So um, yeah, I'm thinking they're going to stay in between. Five and five ninety nine. Um, I mean, I think part of the worry is not know. even just how much expensive it is, but if you if you hit the seven eight hundred mark, you're getting into PC territory where people go, "Well, why didn't I just build myself a computer?" Yep. But the but the uh, you know breakaway from that is everything that you saw here will be some, most of it won't even be on. A, a lot of the games are timed exclusive that we saw today. A lot of these are mm-hmm. just going to be timed exclusives. But in today's market, that's all that matters. Where can I play it now? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just look at Epic. Nobody wants to wait. And yep. yeah, a lot of people wanted to hate on the Epic Game Store for the longest time because of the timed exclusivity, and some people still do. But like, you wrong. Grow up. Yeah. Sorry, exactly. dude. You can still play it on your same computer. Um, you're going to play it where you can play it. Otherwise, you're going to go out and just hate on it, and that's really what it comes down to. Um, yeah. I, I'm really excited. Like This presentation gave me what I wanted. Um, it didn't give me a price yet, and honestly, I'm okay with it not giving me a price yet because it's given me time to digest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Let me settle so, on my meal and let me think about dessert before you bring me the bill, and uh, we'll go from there. Because I am shopping for a new cell phone, and when I realized that I could drop as much as a thousand bucks on a phone, 
why wouldn't I be comfortable with dropping it up to 700 on a console if it's going to be like one of the main things I do? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so um, I imagine we'll probably get some more of this around Gamescom August. Uh, you know, just looking at some of this stuff, uh, looking probably more specifically at release dates for a lot of this stuff. I don't know if we'll get a lot of new things that they're going to show off. I imagine they're holding back on like one or two things just to surprise people. Um, but I feel like the next big thing that we end up getting will be price points. Yeah, I'm games. thinking price points. Um, Microsoft touched base with it with the Xbox Ones, but financing options. Maybe Sony will dip their toes into that with one of those versions. Um, Microsoft has made a lot of money on that. Yeah, so they have, and maybe on. maybe Sony will give us that option too this time around. It's it's potential. It's there. Um, it's worth them looking at. Sure. Yeah, definitely. All right. So we had planned on moving into Gorilla Collective, jumping into that. There's still two days of Gorilla Collective to go. They have today and Monday. We're going to hold off on Gorilla Collective until next week. We'll hit all of the big things there. There's some stuff there. I was actually really excited to talk about some of that stuff today. Um, but we're already breaching into a two-hour show. Uh, so we'll save that for next week. So thank you guys for joining us. Um, if you get the chance, as always, head over to facebook.com backslash mammothgamesinc. Check out all the top stuff. Chat with us on the daily. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do stuff like this. And be sure to check, uh, you know, check back on our website, mammothgamesinc.com, um, where uh, you know we do have some other things going on there. And it's a good hub for you to check out uh, pretty much everything that we do here and on all of the other social media places. So, um, but yeah, thanks for joining us uh, for Mammoth Games Inc. I am Night Swarm. I'm Filter Court. I am Johnny Riot. And I'm Goody. Have a good one.